everyone and welcome to another beer review. Now this was a slightly unplanned one because I actually filmed today's review previously and for some strange reason after editing it all my computer system just wouldn't render it. They would get only so far and then it would basically fail. And I don't know how many times I did it and I just kept on doing that. I thought well bugger it I'll, what I'll do is I'll film another one quickly and uh, put that up for today. So I thought which one shall I do and then somebody mentioned about Adam's Broadside and I did say to them that I had a bottle and I was planning to review it but I haven't got around to it yet. So I thought well bugger it. No time like the present. So there we go. So we've got Adam's Broadside. So um, it's commemorative commemorating the Battle of Sol Bay. It's supposed to be a strong original ale. It's 6.3%. Um, the Battle of Sol Bay was in 1672. Not that I actually know that. I can just read it off the label. <laughs> yeah. um, anything else that's on the back? Um, 500ml. I'm trying to remember. What's it? it's, I'm sure this is below the £2 mark. And uh, what does it say on it? A dark ruby red beer, rich in fruit, cake, flavours, with wonderful balance of malt and hot flavours. There you go. Um, not too bad. I haven't done that many Adnams. I've drunk Adnams plenty of times, you know, go ship, all that kind of stuff. I did their English Lager, and I think it was the last kind of real one I kind of did apart from the kind of ghost ship ones and things like that but that was the one I was actually looking forward to thinking it was going to be a nice beer and it wasn't it was actually quite disappointing and that's what's kind of put me off Adams not that I don't think they can make a good beer I think they can I think the problem was that that one was just so off the mark that I just didn't want to kind of try anymore in case they were also off the mark as well and even with that broadside I'm thinking well I mean, it sounds nice, but unfortunately, a lot of times when you read the label, well, especially from my experience, that what's on the label and what's in the bottle usually is two different things. And uh, it's quite rare that what's actually written in the bottle is actually what you're going to get actually inside the bottle. And uh, for me, that's a shame. That's not where we should be in this industry. Um, but yeah, so... I'm going to look kind of forward to this. But just as a quick caveat, I sent a post today on YouTube, but I'll follow up again now. So people have requested that uh, for the Christmas beers, we're going to do five kind of beers for kind of the winter and Christmas time. Um, five kind of more kind of winter or Christmas beers. And uh, I'm going to let you know which ones they are. So if you want to buy them and, and join me, and I'll, and I'll basically... Uh, let you know when I'm putting the videos up so you can then try it for yourself when you're watching the review and you can see if you're getting the same or whether this guy's just talking bollocks you know so so the first one I've managed to get is a winter porter from Sainsbury's so it's a winter porter from Sainsbury's it's £1.95 so I'm going to basically make sure that they're all basically no more than £2 and if we can get them closer to the £1.50 mark even better but again, because it's more likely kind of winter beers, we know, for that season, or 
a Christmas beer, they're less likely. So what I want to do is I don't want them to be going over the £2 mark. So that's the kind of limit. So I, I want to make them affordable as much as possible if people want to join in and buy the beers and uh, see if they're getting the same type of flavours or they're getting something different. And obviously, once I've done the review and you've tried the beer after watching the review, feel free to comment to say, you know, I'm not getting that, I got this, that, whatever. And let us know what you're getting. So it'll be interesting just to see what people are are getting and not getting so I'll obviously put more details about the, the Adams broadside in the, the beer facts below as you know so let's get cracked in and see what happens let's see if this is a good one couldn't believe that with that other blooming video well well annoyed with that one let's pull this out and see what it's like So 6.3%, I expect it to be quite malty, which of course is a good thing because I do like a bit of malt. Well, let's be honest, I like a lot of malt. <laughs> There's a surprise coming from a Scotsman. Oh, that's with my bloody trousers. Anyway, bloody hell, that's me drive, get the bottle. Right, for the people in the podcast, it is a kind of lighter ruby ale. It's not a particularly dark ruby ale, but yeah, it's a bit of a lighter ruby ale. Going from what I can see through the light, on camera I'm seeing it looks a lot darker coming from this side. But from my side, as I'm basically seeing the light shining through for the, you know, the video lights, then yes, it does look lighter than it probably really is. But yeah, if I look at it that way, yeah, it's kind of a darker one. But let's see what it smells like. Do we? There we go. That's marvellous. So yeah, so we're getting malt. So we are. Also, for the people on the podcast, the head is about a one-finger head. It's actually quite quite nice and thick. But smell-wise, getting malt, getting little kind of uh, fruity notes. Can't distinguish what the fruits are, but I'm getting some really kind of fruity notes. But yeah, I'm getting mostly malt. Maybe a little hint of floral. A little hint but again not really getting hot at all so it's definitely more of a malt forward beer but you look at the color and it's probably going to tell you that as well so let's see what it tastes like straight away two things you notice the richness there is a richness to it. I mean, the maltiness is there without any question, but first thing you notice is it's a rich beer. A lot of complex flavours, a lot of nice flavours, obviously a lot of malt flavours within that. But what I do notice is that you can feel the malt kind of, how would you say, um, holding. Because the minute you start tasting that, you realise it's a higher alcohol beer. But the malt's kind of holding it back. But you are just getting some slight accents to let you know it's, it's a slightly higher alcohol beer. But yeah, first impressions, very nice. Yeah. Bags of flavour. Some nice complex flavours. Nice levels of malt. There is that kind of dried fruit edge coming through. Quite prevalent. And yeah, even though it is a, a higher alcohol beer, although it's only 
you're feeling that the, the malt is kind of uh, kind of absorbing that to a certain degree. So it does give you slightly Christmas cake um, kind of edge to it because with the dried fruit and with that slightly alcohol edge, because of course obviously people put brandy and things like that into their uh, Christmas cakes. So there is that richness. Um, I was going to say moistness, but I don't think you get any more moist than this anyway. But you know, they had, they had it to add flavour and obviously help with moisture and everything else. But uh, it was like that feel to it. So yes, uh, it does have that kind of slightly rich fruit cake edge to it. But yeah, it's quite nice. You get a little bit of bitterness in the aftertaste, and uh, some of that's just that slightly kind of slightly molasses edge from the aftertaste. But the alcohol is also kind of adding that little bit of bitterness to it, and that's what you're doing. You're getting a slightly kind of slightly sharp bitter edge to the finish, which again makes it more interesting because there's a little level of sweetness there from front to back um obviously when you're using that kind of level of malt you are going to get some kind of a uh, sweetness retained in the beer you're going to get that so you need something to kind of offset that now of course you can do it with hops to try and get bitterness or you can do it with uh with roasted grains see roasted malts will give you certain flavours so you will but roasted grains will give you that slightly bitterness instead of roasted malts and uh, I must have some roasted grains in it'll be interesting just to see because that's what's slightly give me that kind of slightly uh, bitterness to it so there's a, you can get a slight kind of bitterness to it so you're getting a slightly molasses kind of edge to it and uh, yeah it's actually quite nicely balanced. That is quite a rich one. I don't think I could probably drink that many of them, I'll be totally honest. It's one of these ones that uh, less is more. So maybe a, a couple, you know, in one session, whether with other beers round about it or just back to back, that type of thing. It's not one of these ones that you're going to sit there and, and wire straight into. Um, not sessionable, definitely not. It's one of these ones that's going to be enjoyed and savoured and appreciate the complex flavours. So let's break down these flavours. Start off, you're getting the maltiness. So yeah, like plenty of malt, a little bit of grain, but a lot of malt. And you're getting this little bit of sweetness. Again, not overly sweet. I've had beers like this that are a lot sweeter. Um, and I think that's probably why this is a bit nicer, because it's not too sweet. It's got the multi flavour and it's got the sweetness, but it's not crazy. It's not over the top. Oh, fuck, there's that bugger. There's that bugger with his arse again. Jesus, God. Damn you. shove that up his arse. What a vagina. He really is an absolute fucking vagina. So yeah. <laughs> Don't know if you can hear that. 
but seriously. Oh, I could shove a bottle right up the sun, don't shine socket. Oh, Jesus Christ, seriously. You must be shit at parking because he needs fucking 15 fucking bites of that fucking cherry for a start. Jesus God, he's back and forward. And he's got you over rev it because his clutch control shit. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, a fucking pot liquor of the highest order. Jesus. Must be from farming stock. Because he always looks fucking manky. He always looks like he's fucking covered in shit. Anyway, he's finally, he's finally found the fucking ignition key and turned it fucking off. Absolute, absolute fucking asshole. But anyway, to get back to this, it's not overly sweet, which is quite nice, because sometimes it can be too sweet when they're quite strong, rich, multi flavours, and it just becomes overpowering and overbearing, but it's not with this one. And then it kind of moves on to the mid-tongue. And yeah, you're getting, yeah, as it moves on to the mid-tongue, you're getting some nice kind of dry fruit, dry, dry, dried fruit flavours coming through, which are quite nice. But also you're just getting, what I'm getting is you're getting some slight kind of background kind of hints of, of black cherry. And that's what you're getting, just slightly kind of dark cherry notes, just in the kind of background. So you've got the little bit of malt. The malt kind of dissipates a little bit, but you've still got a heck of a lot of malt there, and it's very rich um, on the mid-tongue, very rich. And that's backed up with the kind of dried fruit flavours. And again, you still have that little bit of sweetness. But just behind it, just kind of, it's almost like adding a body to it. It's kind of like a supporting role to the body, just really kind of reinforcing it. It's like, these little highlights of kind of dark cherry and it is it just makes it really nice that's what it does very nice and then it moves on to the aftertaste now the aftertaste is the flavors tend to kind of slightly come to a crescendo so as they kind of move on to the kind of aftertaste the cherry slightly becomes a bit more prominent. The fruit slightly becomes a little bit more prominent. Not for long though, but just for a little bit. The malt starts to kind of die down. So does the sweetness. And just as the malt and the sweetness starts to die down, that's when you start getting this kind of slightly kind of molasses bitter tones. So you are. And... Uh, the alcohol just slightly kind of tails off in that as well and just kind of adds a little bit to it and it just works really well so the last kind of flavours you're getting are these kind of fruity flavours kind of dying down with just that little bit of bitter edge coming through just near the end doesn't linger it's not like you know your your sour citrus flavours that linger like buggery it doesn't linger but it's just enough just to kind of get the mouth watering again ready for another sip And overall, it's a very nice beer. But what would I give this out of 10? Well, if you know me, I'm going to give it quite a good score because one, it's a perfect type of beer for this weather. Coming into winter now, the weather start to change. Um, the grass has stopped growing, thank God. And uh, yeah, it's just getting 
that kind of almost soup weather as I call it ready to start basically making the soup and uh, you know it's kind of cold damp you know the, the clocks have changed and yeah you're just getting that you know dark mornings dark evenings and it's just the perfect kind of beer to sit down and, and enjoy an evening with it's just perfect for this type of season and uh, I'm actually a bit disappointed because I could probably put this in my uh, winter series because I've got like winter stroke Christmas kind of series I'm going to do um, and it would have been a good beer to put in for one of the five because we just Oh, like I said, we just bought the first one, which was a winter porter. I think this, I think I missed a trick here with this one. I think this has been a good one for that. And you can see it's still got nice lacing. It's nice and live. It's just, it's ticking all the boxes. But because it's plenty of malt, it's got a richness to it, good level of alcohol, a good, really traditional kind of English dark ale. I'm not going to say ruby ale because there's plenty of ruby ales that fall short. And this does, I mean, bags of flavour, nice complex flavours. There's a nice balance to it. So yeah, what would I give this out of 10? For the price of it, because I think this is below two pound, if I remember rightly when I bought it, I'm sure it's below two pound. I'll, I'll put it obviously down below and if it's wrong, then I'm gonna look like an ass, but it's not the first thing. But yeah, what would I give this out of 10? Oh. Just to cover my backside, because I'm that much of a sneak. If it's under two pounds, I'm, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. If it's two pound and under, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. If it's over two pound, then I'll give it a seven. But if it's below two pound with the flavour profile and everything else, I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten because it deserves that. If it's over two pound, then I'll knock half a point off just because it's just out that kind of golden zone, you know, up to two pounds. And uh, I think that's fair because it is a nice beer. I would recommend it if you haven't had it before, and I can understand why other people enjoy it and uh, get wired in quite regularly on it or often, just in case we go down that route again. <laughs> Jesus, I don't want that repeated. But yeah, seven and a half to seven out of ten. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Bye for now.